You are now listening to The Gradient Radio, an open space to converse about creativity with creatives. And I am your host, Antonio Knox. And today we have a special guest. Today, <laughs> our guest doesn't need a seat at your table. She's building one. The strategist, Quita. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was great. That was great. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I am well. That's good. That's good. Thank you for taking your time to be a part of this. Uh, I know you're a busy person, <laughs> so it's great to see you here and everyone um, having the time to get to know you. Yeah. So for those people who may not know who you are, could you introduce yourself? Um, yes. So my name is Quita. I have pretty much, I'm like the pure sign of the multi-hyphenate. So I've done all the creative jobs, um, photographer, video, I've just went down the list. Um, but right now I assist um, in corporate America. I help bosses build big marketing budgets. So I oversee millions and millions of dollars in ad management and the creative and everything that goes along with it. So that's like my my hat to society. <laughs> so how did you get your start? Um when I graduated college, I just kind of needed something to do because I went to college for criminal justice, and I was like, "Yeah, that ain't, wow. that's not, yeah, <laughs> that's not gonna work." Um, however, I probably still would go do border control if I ever had to like do a career, career shift. So um, I started out like a really broke, poor photographer, um, and I just kind of picked up anything that felt like the next thing and then I you know YouTube and then I would go over here and I'm gonna do social media and it just kind of was a matriculation and I someone took a chance and was like hey I, I need your help you know you're really creative and I'm like am I <laughs> um and that's and, you know it's been kind of our series so it's been I would say about it's been the last 10 years the last decade it has been devoted to this yeah so what would you say that you've learned within like the last decade? Like what is uh, one of the first things that come to your mind? Yeah, that being a perfectionist sucks. Like I hate it so much. I hate it for other people. Um, it doesn't work for me. It's not my thing. Um, and when I see other people put that hat on, I'm like, that's the worst thing you ever could do to your success or your dream is try to make it perfect. Um, it's the hat that I carry. It's the mountain that I live on. Um, so yeah. 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 So you speak about, you spoke about, you know, helping people essentially like boss up in a way, uh, within like their organizations. What does, what does it mean to be a boss? <sighs> well, I mean, it could mean another thing. It usually means like having a level of freedom and control mm -hmm. over, you know, like you want to make sure that you have freedom control of your own pathway. Um, that could be a lot of things. It could be in your business, over your finances, like to really own your space, to own what you do. It's important. And um, that's what it looks like to be a boss. Um, typically, for most people, they have the desire to do that, but not the tools. So helping people understand what it looks like to scale and to strategy and like what it really looks like to build out what do bosses do. And a lot of times it's the it's what we see as a boss and none of us not really knowing how to get to that level. You know, like how do I, like what's the inside secret to like 
how do they get over there? Like, I know what a boss looks like or the type and cast of it, but, like, what's the secret to the secret that's going to get me there? And that's usually where I'm helping people. Like, they don't, they know what they want. They know where they want to be. But how do I get there? And um, it's the secret that everybody deserves to have access to. Yeah. So where did you obtain all of this wealth of knowledge? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Definitely. um, I am. I am an innate marketer. Like it's it's my gifting. Like I would definitely say like ideating. It's definitely gift. It's definitely gift. Um, But also then like skills. So like, you know, I sat on YouTube, you know, I sat on, um, you know, I listen, I read, you know, like, um, I watch everything, I analyze everything, and the thing is, and I used my time to, so I, I went to like a conference this weekend, and I'm like, oh, this is strategic marketing. I'm like, oh, okay, at what time did this person walk out? At what time, did, like, right, I'm writing a note, because everything is marketing. I believe, I look through a marketing lens, so it's like, the strategy behind it or the lack thereof is usually the loudest thing. So the main thing is like, if I want to study something, I'm looking at a picturesque of success Mm -hmm. and looking at the methodology that led to it. So instead of looking at my competitor, I'm looking at like ESPN, like what is their methodology to how they post their commercials, you know, or I'm looking at Nike. I don't sell what Nike sells or Mm -hmm. I don't sell what ESPN sells or Apple, but they have a certain methodology to the way they do things. And I study it heavily. For sure. You know, I, I definitely look at some of the biggest people in industries, not like a specific industry, but like just industries. And I've always looked at like the Disney's of the world, the Apple's of the world, the Nike's of the world, especially at like how they tell stories for their products. And, you know, I showed you the app early and you were speaking about story, story, story. Like, what is it about story that gets people wanting to be a part of a uh, product? So you had to think about it like this. So people, I would say, people don't buy from um, people don't buy from companies; they buy from people. So especially in this generation, so it's like we care. Like there has to be some type of social and emotional connection. Mm-hmm. So the minute that you can bring an emotion out of me or a feeling, like number one, it's easier to sell to me. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like I mean clearly. Um, but there should be something that I want to align myself, especially if you want what I consider LTVs, uh, which are like longevity with your customers and your clients. It's like to have longevity with me, I have to have some type of social and emotional buy-in. And for some people, like the Apple's were that status. There's a certain status that comes with like having an iPhone. Um, or like, you know, a Louis bag, like there's a status with that. For some people, it is the innate causes behind that, mm-hmm. you know, like, but there has to be a reason why I want to align with you. And that's where the story comes in for mm-hmm. the best of the best. Like I'm saying at the Ritz because there's a certain air yeah. of the story of the Ritz and mm-hmm. I want to align with that. So when you tell your stories, you need to figure out what do people or my audience, or my customer, or who this is for, what do they want to align with, and how do I build that into the story? Yeah. So what is the story behind Bossology? Um, so <laughs> the story behind Bossology is it's really innate. Like, I saw the gap. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've had the opportunity to serve under, you know, black-owned million-dollar businesses and ones that are white-owned. And I saw that there was a secret that everybody really wanted to get into. Like, everybody wants to know, like, how do I do this? You know what I mean? Like, I know I get an email every single time I leave something in my cart, but how? You know what I mean? Like, I know these things happen, and I know the biggest companies in the world run promotions three days a week and send me, but how? You know, like, what's the how? And I'm like, everybody deserves equal opportunity to get 
access to the secret. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the sauce is there. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like, you could have, I mean, oh my God. Like, there are people who have much better candles than Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works just has great marketing. Facts. Like, like their their candles aren't even that great. You know, Lord, I hope I don't get. <laughs> I like, please don't. But you know what I mean? But it's like, you just don't know the marketing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you have a better product, a better talent, a better skill, but it's like, nobody knows about it. Mm-hmm. And because you don't have strategy in place and you're stuck on this perfect mountain, you know, and it's like, okay, I need to help people get unstuck. Like, they deserve to get to be the bosses that they want to be, to have the companies they want to have, to operate the way they want. But the key to that is really getting unstuck. And um, that's that's bossology. Yeah. It's the study of being a boss. It's the study of being a boss. Is that the t- tagline? Yeah, it is. I, yeah, yeah, because it's like, you know, it's a subject. Sociology, bossology, you know, psychology. So it's the study of being a boss. Um, and I'm, I am your instructor. <laughs> so the does that make you a bossologist? That makes me a bossologist. I never listen. I am officially a bossologist. Like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take that. That's now mine. I really um, thought that like you were a bossologist. I am now a bossologist. <laughs> I have now. Um, I have now been ordained. Hey, you better coin today that phrase. My, today's my ordination. Um, you better okay. trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. That's the thought. You know, it's a science to it, and it's a science to it. It's like. When I, you know, I'm a big, I study the successful people and they all have like sciences. Like they're all like, I have a routine. Mm -hmm. I have a boundary with my teams. Like they have certain sciences to how they move. And I'm like, and it's consistent. Like all of them, their routines may not be the same, but all of them have routine. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, that's part of the science behind being a boss. Like all of them have, they create systems where their money, where their businesses work while they sleep. That's the science behind being a boss. You know, it's not just happenstance. And I'm like, if everybody understood the strategy and the science behind where they want to go, they get there a lot quicker. So, yeah, th- that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who is usually usually your target audience when it comes to these people? Definitely women. Okay. Definitely women. Um, black women. Uh, definitely look like me. We are one of the most marginalized. So even though we are one of the most educated groups in society, we still have the least amount of equity and least amount of opportunity. Um, So if we were next to all of our counterparts, black males, white women, we still are the last ones to get the job, the loan, the business. So the thing is, I want to close that for us. You know what I mean? Like I want us to have the strategy and the opportunity and the knowledge that, you know, me and Devin, we Devin went to school for business, which is my husband. Devin went to school for business, and he always talks about like basically they don't teach you anything in college. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just education. It's not it's just schooling. It's not education. And I'm like, none of us know what we need to know to get to where we the people that we watch are. So it's like when I look at black women and I look at women that are just like me, I'm like, you can have it. You know what I mean? Like you deserve it. So yeah, that's the people that I serve. Yeah. So what are things that you have struggled with along your journey um, to getting to like where you are at now? I think the biggest struggle is like thinking that although I know the work that I do is amazing and that I am not good enough that it is not worth what it is worth. And the thing is, it's like, how do I, you know, package this in a way where 
you can benefit from this. And I'm closing a gap and I'm serving a need, but I'm also presenting it as valuable to the people who have it. And there is a there's a there's always like this fine line that you like teeter on. Like I I, I want to help. I want to do what's passionate to me. I want to do what I love. Um, but I also deserve to be paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's always the line for me that I live on. Um, another thing is that I'm fast. I I will be like, you know, look, we're going we're gonna to start this, so we're going to run this, so we're going to print a 1000 I I designed a shirt and sent out over $1,500 of shirts with a misspelled word on it. Mm. And I'm like, ah, slow down. Because I have vigor, I have ambition. Um, but there's some balance in there that um, I'm still working on. <laughs> Yeah, but it seemed like those um, missteps or errors have helped you, would you say? They have. They have. And um, I, I I consider all things good things. And I think that's probably why I'm not a perfectionist because I'm like, I got to make some mistakes. You know, I got to fumble a couple things to really understand how to carry the ball. Um, I tell people, like, look, you give me a seat, I'll give you a tree. Mm. Um, but... I got to get some seeds, you know what I mean? And the thing is, you got to put seeds in the ground. Yeah. So I, I, I take them as learning opportunities. I mean, they they really have been. Life's a good teacher, like a real good teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. So I stepped away from social media. At, at, typically every year, I step away from social media at the beginning of the year, from like January to February. And I, one day, I, I broke that, and I saw that like you were doing a master class or working towards doing a master class. Could you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, I did a uh, master class with one of my friends, um, Morgan Taylor, about the creator suite. Um, and it was basically just to put everybody in. It was like, hey, these are the things. You, these, this is your toolbox. This is what you need to get started. Because everybody's, like, stuck. <laughs> so I'm like, what is? what can I give you just to get started? Like, And I started coaching at the end of last year. And everybody that I brought into my coaching was not even ready for the coaching. Mm. And I'm like, dang, you know, like that sucks because it's like I'm trying to teach you about like strategy, but you don't have the basic tools to get you to even this point. So it's like you don't have the foundational equity in this to even be able to do the strategy. So it's like I'm talking about like, okay, let's talk about your ad budget and I'm just like what your optimization and you're like, I just want to put my name out there, my product. And I'm like, oh, you know, and it's like. So we built that master class out. I mean, it was very great. It was well attended. I mean, it, it was great. It was really, it, it is not probably the mountain where I want to live, but I believe that the opportunity needed to be presented. Um, so there are levels to this. And I tell people sometimes, like, sometimes you got to get some skin in the game. Like, <laughs> you know, you got you to put in some work, you know, so you can, you know, build on this because it is a build on it, it it is work and the thing is it's it's not easy so the thing is the more effort or and I, and I believe in people investing in themselves so when i think about like hey i'm going to take a master class or i'm going to purchase a course or i'm going to hire a coach like you're taking an investment in your business For sure. and that's big yeah. like that that that's when people are willing to put their credit card in <laughs> like that that says something about you yeah. like it, it and it makes me t- look at you differently and with a different little series. Like, like, are you willing to put your card in mm-hmm. and pay for this? And it's like, if you would pay a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred five, whatever amount, for sure. like that, that was, that was a hundred dollars. You could have got gas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that especially now. Yeah. That would probably get you like <laughs> half a tank maybe, but you know what I mean? Like you paid 
for this. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot about you and how you look at your business. So um, that was really the purpose behind it. And it mm-hmm. was it was it was great. Yeah. So when you work with um, some of the people that you work with, well, some of the women that you work with, is it their businesses? Is it mostly digital businesses or just like different kinds of businesses? It is different kinds. Um, I actually had a client this past fall that had a kitty litter business. Really? Yeah. And she was a black woman and she had developed like a really special kitty litter. And um, she wanted to work on the e-commerce side, but she also wanted to do brick and mortar. Um, I have now, you know, you learn one thing about going through the cycle of this is you learn things about yourself. You learn things about your customer, things about people. That's why I'm like, yo, just start because I learned like, okay, I like e-commerce. Like I don't want to work with people who don't want to do e-commerce because I need a world. I need you to be, have a business that has a world scape for it to make sense digitally. Um, so, you know, I vet people a little bit better now because like my first class, I just put the price out. And all the spots sold out, and I didn't vet anybody. And then they got into the class, and I'm like, ah, you had money, but this is not probably the best fit for you. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've had to fire clients. Like, that was that was my first season of doing that. Like, mm. like this is not a good fit. Like, I'm not your coach. You're not my client. We're not good for each other. Um, and that's a hard thing, but it's like it's a lesson that I had to learn quickly. Like, quickly, like everybody's not your customer mm-hmm. and every and leave, leave some money on the table like some money ain't all, like all money ain't for you and it ain't all good so it's like i fight a fire client this year you know like all those things so yeah i don't even remember the question is Knox, but there's an answer <laughs> uh, just, are, are they like <laughs> digital businesses yeah digital yeah, businesses are different. like yeah like, like there's different types of businesses in there like I would say digital is probably like i would say you need to have an e-commerce element that would be my zone of genius um what I have done in corporate is scale e-commerce brands mm-hmm. um, and scale them very largely. And most of the people who know me, they know me from the corporate brands that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, can you bottle some of that up and give it back to us? And I'm like, absolutely. Bossology. <laughs> Bossology. Is that trademark? It's not. And the thing is, I have my trademark stuff. It's like, I am a... Um, I come with all these little things, and I like I, I own like a hundred domains. Oh. I'm one of those people. Wow. Yeah, at least a hundred, and I have like a hundred Instagram accounts. Cause just, every, just names that you just own. Yeah, like I'm like if it comes to me, and I think I, I'm thinking like God, like okay, maybe you drop this on me. For sure. Even if you maybe drop this on me, let me go snatch up all the things. So yeah. okay, trademarking is expensive. For sure. So, <laughs> so that was like I need you to like make sure you're actually going to do this before you start. So, um, boss, and I actually tried to change the name from bossology very recently. So change it, it. I don't know what to, I thought it was too, it wasn't corporate enough. Yeah. I was, I, it's not, it's not, you know, cause we have all these connotations. Like mm-hmm. it's like, hi, my name is Shaquita and I have a brand called bossology. And I'm like, this isn't corporate enough. Mm. I, my name isn't corporate enough. This brand isn't corporate enough. It's like, but all the value and all the work is next level. But it's like all the connotations that like follow it, you know. So I'm like, ah, maybe I need to. So yeah, and those are the things that I feel like as as a as entrepreneur, as a creative, that you constantly like grasp with and grapple with. But one thing I'm I don't do is I, I don't get stuck. So it's like if I don't have the answer to that right now, then that needs to sit on the shelf. And I need to keep moving forward because I'm really big on not getting stuck. Like, I don't believe in, like, allowing anything 
to get me stuck because I'm, I'm 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 a person that moves forward. Like I'm gonna keep moving. Did you think the name wasn't corporate enough? Yeah. Like I, I'm I kinda, curious why you think that because like if you look at like Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> right? Like Facebook, like those aren't necessarily corporate names. <sighs> yeah. True, you know what I mean. True, it's like what's a fila? You yeah, know, what's exactly. a Nike? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what is that word? It's like, but it's our own insecurities that get loud in the room. You know what I mean? It's like it's the thing that you're like. You know, like one of my early questions, was like yeah, like value perception. Like it's our own insecurity that like gets really loud, and it's like who said that? Who told you that? Like, where do you even get that from? Like, nobody's thinking that's that. That's something that can, you came up with yourself, right? Like, yeah. you thought that. Like. Yeah, nobody nobody told me, like, you know, it was like somebody gave a narrative, like, ah, I didn't I didn't pay you because your name wasn't corporate enough. Nobody told me that. For sure. But my own fears about success and value as a black woman, as a black creative, I'm I'm looking, I'm picking holes in my the, my own thing that I built. And um, I'm like, ah, maybe the name is going to make people not want to pay me. You know what I mean? Like, things that I created, narratives that I created for my own brand. Yeah. So how do you think you can overcome something like that? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, wow, wow. Oh, oh, the hard questions. I love that for me. Um, it is a constant thing. I think my biggest thing is like, I try not to let anything slow me down. Um, so if if I feel like this decision has the opportunity to slow my momentum to not invest in it, but I, I don't really know the answer. Like, I'm just going to be really clear. Like, I don't know the answer to that. Like, how do we change the narrative when the narrative is loud? And it's it's the, the broad scape of being in the culture and watching – you know, like you said, you're not. We talk about you're not on TikTok. Well, let me tell you what you're missing: black creators creating but not benefiting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you think about like anything you, you want to pull out anything that could possibly lack you from benefiting. So like, I worked with a really big black-owned business, and as we began to matriculate and grow, we had to figure out how to whiten the business up. Because we thought that that was going to be what hindered us. Because that's the narrative you hear, you know, like, hey, we got to get some more diversity in here. And we have to sell to some other people, some other customers. And we hadn't even evangelized every single woman in the country. So we definitely hadn't finished our work. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it, it is a bigger cultural thing that we begin to poke holes in our own stuff. Like, we literally are in a boat and the boat is doing okay. It's not a ship, but it's a boat. And we're literally like taking a knife and puncturing holes in our own boats. Um, so, yeah, it's a work to be done. I don't have the answer to how, but For it's sure. definitely, I'm, I'm aware. I think awareness is the first thing. So I'm aware they're like, ah, you're kind of doing that to yourself, sis. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me not to be on TikTok, it's not that because I don't understand like the value yeah. that comes from like those particular platforms. I just think that like, I didn't want to be on the platform. I wanted to own the platform, right? So, like, when you speak about, you know, not going to, like, other people's table and building a table, I was like, yo, like, 
these platforms could go like at any time. And people are usually going to like different platform to platform and building like these audiences. But like, you have to think about the people who are behind those like platforms. They are the, the ones who are creating the technology where people are migrating to. And so I was like, yo, like if I can build the platform, if I can build the technology, then people will want to come over to this space instead of like me going to this space and trying to be like an influencer. Why not me be the person who creates that that world? And so like that's just like my philosophy behind it. Like I don't want to be an I don't want to personally be an influencer in a sense of like. I'm only an influencer on this platform. I want to be like an influencer because I created the platform and I can create more like it. So like, that's just like my philosophy yeah, behind we're it. we're renters. Like when you think about it, like literally like, you think about the difference between like being a renter and like owning your home. Yeah. And like at any time somebody could really you tell could you. You could be like, homeless. Yeah, like, hey, I'm selling the house in 30 days. Exactly. You're out. Yeah. Like these platforms have full control over business. Like if you build your entire business and brand on these platforms, they have full control, at any, and I've seen it happen. It's exactly. a crazy thing. Like any moment, anything is in a world where you want to have freedom to speak and say you really don't. We know that for sure that you're renting space. Like you are literally like you to build. Like you're building it on on, on a rock that's not a firm foundation. Like no. at any point. The, your name, my name is not Shaquita Facebook. Your name is not Antonio Instagram. Yeah. Like we don't own these plan. Like we don't own these platforms. No. You know, and the thing is, granted, they can be used to our benefit for sure. Leverage. But it's not, yeah, like yeah. it's not. It is not the place where you want to build, um, because they have full control over your creative. Mm -hmm. They have full control of what you put out and all the people that you built yeah. that follow you. So you, oh, I have a. 50,000 people on Instagram that follow me. No, they have 50,000 people on Instagram that they allow to follow you yeah. until they don't want to allow you anymore. Exactly. And that is a level of control that a lot of us should have, should be less okay with. Mm -hmm. We're okay with it because it's like it's the norm, but we should be less okay with that everything I built, somebody else really owns it. Exactly. And you could lose it at any time. At any time. I, I think like when Instagram or like the whole Facebook um ecosystem went down for like that whole yeah. day and everybody was like yo like what, what are we gonna do and initially like when i first came up with like this concept i was like man i'm just gonna create these videos and put it on like youtube mm -hmm. instagram and all of that but then like when the shutdown happened i was like man like this would be a perfect opportunity to teach myself how to code to create this platform so i personally can't control it yeah and that's kind of like where we're heading and you know like i said i, I definitely see the value for like Instagram, TikTok, and one of the one of the, one of the persons that I had on here was like, "Yo, like TikTok is like kind of like the wave." Like you said, like TikTok is overtaking like YouTube in like yeah. many ways, and so like I see the value, and I'm definitely going to utilize that. I'm going to leverage that to get more people onto like my platform. But like for me to be like just in that platform and that's it, I don't have anything behind that. Like that's just like not the wave. Yeah, we call it in um like they call it owned revenue. So own revenue means you own the list, you own the people, you own the domain. So like people tell me like, eh, do people still go to websites? I don't need a site. I'm like, eh, well, it's the only digital landscape you kind of own. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like your list, like 
that's that's your digital landscape like those are the only like entities that you own so the thing is like social media should literally be used as a micro commitment for a macro commitment for your brand so Mm -hmm. like hey a small choice to follow me should really lead you it should be a funnel like Mm -hmm. i am the the funnel queen like i believe in a very healthy funnel for sure um like i'm gonna take you through you know awareness all the way to conversion so um that's my big dog stuff (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i mean like it is and the minute we forget that like that 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 sucks especially for creatives like Mm -hmm. that when we forget that part like hey this is supposed to be a means to our own end we have really missed a big opportunity like to shuffle people because the thing is instagram just cares about who is the person on there that has people scrolling the longest they care nothing about you or your content or any of those things they only care about who's scrolling on there the longest so companies like the ones that i work with on the corporate side are spending millions of dollars to show you ads exactly that's all they care about. Yeah. So if you, if at any time people are not scrolling the longest on your content, they don't care. And then you're like a slave to an algorithm. You know, oh my God, we're all like, I hate it. It's like, well, you better find a way to get around it. And it's usually not post more, post less, post three, post four, because you don't own anything on there and it can change or migrate at any given moment. Like Facebook will come out tomorrow with an announcement. They're like, hey, Everybody who has under two thousand followers, we're now deleting your page. What what are you gonna do? Matter of fact, we're not doing two, we're doing ten thousand. Everybody's wow. under ten thousand. You now only get to watch. You don't get to post. Mm. That's people's entire livelihood. That's that's people's entire body of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and what could you do? What are you gonna do? Have a process? Can't do nothing about nothing. it. Nothing. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you're not posting a picture in Instagram, reused it on the creators page. They don't have to ask you, they own this platform. Mm-hmm. They own all this thing. And it's like I think and we think about a generation of people who are the children of a generation of people who never owned anything. We are creating the same thing in the digital space where we don't Facts. own our landscape. Yeah. So okay. what do you, <laughs> what do you think is the solution to that? Do people, should people start building like their own platforms or what's the, what's the solution? Uh, well, number one, most of us are not going to build our own platforms. We're not going to be coding platforms. Not, we don't have the ability to that. Um, <laughs> Two things. You invest in platforms. You can invest. You should definitely, at at any cost, you should be building things that you do own, though. Like, you should, you know, email list, text list, things where you, you know, domain, email, website. Like, bare minimum things of traditional marketing we should all have. Mm-hmm. Um, and thing is, well, I hate to say even if you don't use them. That is also, like, that makes my stomach hurt. So I don't want to say even if you don't use them. But the thing is, we should be always looking to traffic people off the site. It should always be an appetizer. Like everything you create really should just be an appetizer to get people to where you need them to go. Social media is a vehicle. Um, And I think especially it's like, like this is a big thing on social media that like makes my head hurt. Like people create content. I'm like, but you didn't make any money. You know what I mean? Like, ah, you know, and it's like, or you make pennies. It's like, we're we're missing it you know what i mean like the you know we're missing it like it should really be used as a means for conversion mm-hmm. um so it's like oh you post this funny dance or you post this great thing and you got i had a real the other day on social media that got like five hundred thousand views wow and i'm like wow it's great boom boom that's what? it yeah. right like that that did nothing you yeah. know what i mean and it's like and i didn't have systems set up in place 
that even also like like it's like people always want to go viral right mm -hmm. and it's like are you even prepared or systematically for ready yeah. for viral mm -hmm. like are you chick-fil-a are you popeyes you know because popeyes went viral yeah and everybody wanted popeyes and they had no sustainability no. or no infrastructure to mm -hmm. even support yeah the virability they weren't ready they were but look at chick-fil-a still standing mm -hmm. and by the time the chicken sandwich came back yeah nobody even it was, was kind of late by that point. yeah it was like eh, yeah yeah you, you got chicken sandwich we don't care we're, <laughs> we're at the one who had the yeah. system and the structure and longevity so the thing is like play long game with your creative play long game with your marketing like don't like the easy win the quick win oh, i'm gonna do a random dance from this random. like it's like think really long game like hey how is this going to affect my business five years, two years, one year? What's the end goal? Like, true long game with your creative, long game with your marketing. Yeah. Something I've been thinking, how do you think people are going to view themselves or view the culture in five to ten years from, like, all of the dances people have been creating, them recording themselves and stuff like that? How, how do you think people are going to look at people back in the future looking back at now? I mean, the gener but you gotta think the generation to come, they're they're probably gonna be worse than we are. You know what I mean? Like, I think about my kids. I mean, like, I, I don't. I know. mean, because the only reason I say that because like we we look at some of our pictures back in the day and like, yeah, why were we dressing like that? Oh, yeah, like no, there's a like there's a, was like a real just like the one that well it is the <laughs> stupidest dance ever that everybody on social media did, and I'm like, girl, <laughs> what are you doing that for? Get up, you know, like. But it's 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 funny. It is funny. But I mean, if they got a bag, though, I ain't mad. Like, do your dance, sis. Like, if you if you got paid. But it's like sometimes I'm like ah, I've wrestled that, and it's like everything isn't always about money. It's not. It really isn't. But the thing is, it's kind of like man, like what a what a what a waste of time. <laughs> What, what, what a waste of my time like I could have used my time for so many more things than learning this dance for sure to post it so um yeah and, and the thing is it's like especially on TikTok you know hear about the and YouTube oh my god like YouTube is the same way like the same cadences that we've seen in the corporate infrastructure about how black people are paid in the corporate infrastructure it's happening in the creative infrastructure of the social landscape as well so it's like there's this large pay gap, you know, whether that's from brands and businesses. So it's like, I've worked on the marketing side. We bring an influencer in and we're paying them like pennies. And I know that we're going to run this ad and make a ton of money. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and they don't know their worth. They don't know that they're the reason why that this brand, this, the only reason I can sell this piece of thing is because of you. For sure. And, but you don't know that. 100%, you're you're yeah. just excited that you're here and you're, and it's like, we jump at opportunity, yeah. you know, without really understanding like value and worth. And it's like, I've been on the other side of it where I know like the, like the corporate side, like we don't care about your value. Anything is if you had asked, we would have paid you because we know it's going to make us money. Yeah. Um, but it's like that same plight that we've seen in the corporate white collar world for years for black and brown people, the same thing's happening in the creative community, you know, in the digital space as well. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like, wow, we are really, really duplicating that process in a really unhealthy way. Yeah. Um, would you be comfortable speaking about the conversation we had? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to ask a question, though. So sure. I can't yeah, just yeah, yeah, say, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, like, when it comes to money, you spoke about, like, people, black people specific, specifically not understanding, like, their, their value. How do you navigate those spaces when it comes to 
you know, asking for money. Yeah, I suck. No, you know, it's hard. <laughs> you know, it's hard because it's like you waited your whole life to get in the room, and somebody lets you in the room. So you're like, I don't want to ask for too much money because then I think they won't let me in the room. And sometimes you think like, like opportunity don't pay the bills, neither do exposure. Nah. So <laughs> unless it's the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it's like I um. Just example-wise, like, you know, the the a company, I left one company. I was recruited into a company. Somebody literally called me on the phone and was like, hey, can you come work for us? Um, we see what you do. We see where you work. We, we, we want you. And um, I was terrified to give them my number because I'm like, maybe they won't want me if I ask for too much money. Um, and when I gave them my number, they, they like, scoffed at me. They was like, okay, that's all? All right, sure. <laughs> and And they gave me, like, couple thousand more than what I had. Let me give you a little wow. let me give you like a little they're like, you know what, we'll give you more. We'll give you an extra five K. And I'm like <laughs> and and I instantly and I sit in those rooms in a in a all a C suite with being the only black woman, the only person probably under forty, like, you know, twenty nine year old black woman, I think I don't belong there. So I'm like just grateful to be there. I'm like, man, like like I'm not Am I am I good enough to be here? You know, because nobody else here looks like me. Yeah. So it's like, if I if I if I if I make too much noise, then they won't let me be in the room. So then I don't ask for what I'm worth, even though I know what I do is valuable. I know being a black creative is valuable and the worth and the work, and I know what I bring to the table. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's kind of where boss tells me. I was like, hey, I don't I, I don't need to see at the table because it's like. You know, it's like, but it's like, you still kind of want it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like, you know, like, I don't need a seat at your table. I want to build a table. And the thing is, it's like, you feel like those are your only two choices sometimes. Either I'm going to build a table or I'm going to sit at a table and not be paid enough. Mm-hmm. And that sucks because you're scared to ask. You're scared for your value. You're scared they're going to say, ah, okay, well, we'll think about it. Or we're going to find somebody else. And one thing about, like, lowballing your prices, it sucks with the whole community. Yes. It kills the whole community. So, like, if we can get, like, this really smart, talented black woman to come work for us and only make X amount of money, then the thing is, if, a, if another black woman comes along yeah. and asks for more, it's like, ha no, because yeah. she didn't, she, we, we had her for that amount. She already set the bar. Yeah, she set the bar and she set it low set it for low, all of you all. Super low for everybody. And it's like, yep. and you now, now you have to work as hard as I did and get paid as little as I do. And that sucks for the entire community. And it sucks for all the women who want to get in the room. So it's like, because I used to have this thing, like, I don't want to be anybody's token a black woman in their corporate company. But I'm like, then, you know, I, I mature a little bit. Like, no, I belong there. But now I'm like, I'm there, but I'm not getting paid enough. And it's like, ah, well, sis, you got in the room, but you're kind of messing it up for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like you said, it's, it's one thing to be in a room, but it's also one thing to be in a room and to get what you're supposed to get. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. And you're scared. And you also feel like an imposter. Like, you're like, ah, I don't belong here. I'm not worth mm. this amount of money. Like, and when people offer you money, you think like, especially if you haven't had it. You know what I mean? It's like, why well, I never thought anybody would pay me this, this much money. You know what I mean? It's like, somebody would think of me, you know, like, because I didn't grow up. My parents didn't have money like that. You know, my family didn't have, I didn't, I didn't grow up seeing people. So it's like, ha, I made it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm a marketing director. 
You know what I mean? I manage all these people and I do all these things and I'm managing this, you know, million dollar budget. Like, honestly, marketing directors should really be paid really commission based based on their ROI. Mm -hmm. That is really the correct infrastructure for that. It's not the one. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if I make you six million dollars, you need to pay me on a sliding scale percentage. For sure. Like salespeople. For sure. Um, But that's not the infrastructure. And I'm like, who am I? to even bring that up to somebody. You know, you're like, that's not the way. And it's like, and if I bring that up, they're going to be like, get out. Mm-mm. I think anyway, they may not, you know, but I don't even get it. I'm not, I'm like, I don't want to be the martyr for the community. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> get paid. <laughs> you don't want to be the one to risk it all. Yeah, like, dang, like, man, it's like, we have fear of being rejected. We have fear of like somebody saying like, we're not good enough. And it's like, you know, like, I don't know how you do it. Like, how do you do it when the person says, like, no, I'm not paying that. Like, I, I don't see your value, mm-hmm. you know, like, because it's the fear of that and not knowing how will I deal with that. Because if I was to pitch somebody and be like, hey, I think you should pay me this amount, let's say you don't take it. You know what I mean? It's like, well, then what do I do? Do I just never? Then I probably would never ask for that amount again. I'm like, ah, yeah. it really wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, growing up, because I used to have, like, this this fear of like speaking to women as like most guys do like as being a a frail young man just not having the confidence to do that my mother told me one day she was like you've heard no before she was like you've heard no before so if you go up to a woman and you you know you want to take her out and she says no like that shouldn't that shouldn't like stop you because you've heard it no you've, you've heard no i've said no to you like many many times so like you don't want to you don't want to be you don't want to tell yourself no before someone else tells you no. And even if they tell you no, just keep keep it keep going forward. Don't stop. Like and so I think like when it comes to like opportunities like this, when it comes to like asking for money, don't tell yourself no. I tell people all the time, like, say a number that you're afraid to say. Because like if you get it, you're gonna be like, yo, <laughs> like that's going to shock you, but like if you stop yourself from saying that number, you're going to lowball yourself every single time. And the first time, these people are going to be like, yes, because you lowballed yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 that's, I'm, I'm and that happened that. in your case. Yeah, they're like, I mean, literally, like, he, like, laughed on the phone. He's like, oh, like, that's all? Like, that's all? That's all? Because he's like, so what's your number? You know, that's what they always say. What, so, what's your, so what's your number? I'm like, da-da-da-da. He's like, oh, Okay, and it was about, it was still like maybe fifteen thousand dollars from where I came from. For sure. And it's like I didn't even see like things. Another thing is like a lot of times we're sought after, and we don't even look at the value in that. Like somebody came to me and said like, "Hey, I want you to come work at my company," and I just I I felt so special. Like, oh my god, somebody wants me to come work at their company that I didn't even understand. Like what that what, really that, meant. what that what does that really mean? Yeah. And there are more like we're 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 in these rooms younger, so there's also a maturity gap. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I'm 29. You know what I mean. Like everybody mm-hmm. else in there, like they're suit and tie old white men. For sure. You know what I mean. It's like like my colleagues, like they're like 66. You know what I mean. And I'm like, I'm like, how am I here? I, I don't want to have a gap. There's there is literally my frontal lobe just finished developing. I'm only 29 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, there's a gap in maturity, so I'm afraid yeah. there is a gap in being exposed. You know what I mean? Like, I my parents, they, they didn't, my mother did not go to high school. 
You know what I mean? So to be here and somebody say, hey, I'll pay you this amount of money, it's like, like yeah, I'll take that. Like, thanks. You know what I mean? Because it's still more than what I ever thought I'd get. Yeah. But it's still much less than what I deserve. Yes, exactly. So if, you, you know, you have, like, children, what would you tell your daughters if they were in the same position as you in a couple of years? Yeah, number one, I would tell my daughters, like, don't. Number one, if if they had the talent that I had, <laughs> if they had the talent that I had, number one, you don't even belong in that room. Like, you, 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 you do not. It is such a limiting thing to you. Like, not only should you be asked, like, that's the evidence of, like, building a table. You know what I mean? It's like, you are now... It's like we were someone like you know I'm not gonna wear nobody else's chain. It's like I'm now on the record label, wearing somebody else's chain. Rockefeller. Right. <laughs> you know I'm wearing somebody else's chain. I'm on, the, I'm, on the, I'm on the label. You know what I mean? And it's like you had enough skill and talent where you could have not only gave out chains, you could have built chains, you could have designed new chains, and all the accessories that go along with them. But the thing is, it's like it's understanding that you have permission to want that. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't give ourselves permission to want that. A lot of times, generationally behind us, we did not give permission to want that. It's like, I have heard, you better have a stable job. You are a black woman in America. Like, you better not. And it's like, I know. Like, it's like, I know, but I'm scared because of the narrative. You know what I mean? It's like, you got three kids and a house and a family. You guys you guys need stable jobs. And I'm a creative married to a creative. Yeah. And we could probably just be freelancers, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. we, we could just have, we could, have, we could be entrepreneurs. Yeah. But it's the fear that you, your kids, gonna, so you're going to quit your job, you, your kids going to be hungry? You know what I mean? Like, is that, the, is that the risk that you're willing to take? And it's like, betting on yourself is not a risk. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, it, but it's easy for me to tell my daughter that or to tell the person that's watching that. Yeah. It is a lot harder to sit in that seat and say that about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like how people just don't take their own advice. Pretty much. Especially like when, specifically like relationships, like, girl, you do this, you do this, my, my mans do this. But like when it comes to you, you're like, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, it's like, ah, yeah, no, girl, you need to quit that job. You, need, you, you they, they don't deserve you. You know what I mean? It's like, but you still at your job, sis. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so I under, I think I under, like, I like, is I like minimal risk. Like, I'll take a risk, but it's still got to be, like, slightly safe. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, like if I, I, I would job shift. You know what I mean? I think. And another thing is, I was a freelancer for my first five years of being out of college, and I remember that struggle bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't want to get back on there. You know what I mean? Like, so it's some it's some work to do. But a lot of times, it's your insecurities that are loud in the room. Yeah. And it's like silencing them, like making them like like you need to chill out. You gotta be quiet. Yeah. Um, that's the gap. That's, and that's internal work. That's like, that that's bigger than like a marketing a directive. That's that's bigger than like a lot of things. Like that's sometimes internal work. Like you gotta be like, yo, this is this is where the rubber meets the road yeah. for me. And it's like I always tell them, I'm like, okay, now I'm turning thirty. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's this a big? You, how yeah. do you, you? It feels big, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels different. No, okay, whatever, Knox. I mean, people <laughs> people was telling me like it would feel differently, 
But the, I guess that was just like their perspective you're of it. You're a different it. person for the rest of us. <laughs> you're a very unique individual. For the rest of us, 30 feels big. Um, and I feel like, okay, I had a decade of doing this. Like I've been doing this for a while now. I'm in the game. It's like, what is the next season mm-hmm. of this look like for me? Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, Quita, you know, like, you are talented and I'm starting to, you know, the more like when you sit in a room and you sit next to the person that's mediocre who makes more money than you, because I probably make the least amount of money in that room. And I'm probably one of the most talented people in that room. I mean, it's OK to say that you're the talented, I, I, the most talented in that I, room. No, no I, I, I literally like I am the most talented person in that room. Thank you. Affirm that. Yeah. <laughs> I am the most talented person in that room. And literally know that these people in this room need me but also not being comfortable enough to say like but they can replace me you know what I mean it's like ah that sucks you know what I mean like so you like get in this like and I think that's where the generation is kind of at we're like in this tussle between like I know I'm like I'm about it like I'm 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 it you know I'm that girl but it's like Am I just that girl in this sector? But when I go in their room, I'm really not, you know, like, and that that's a tussle. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's a lot of internal things that go with that, too. Yeah. I think if you don't have some already, you should write down affirmations that you should that that you should tell yourself that you should read every morning and every night. Because what will start to happen subconsciously, you'll start to, like, believe it, even if you don't believe it in the beginning, because it may feel uncomfortable to you to say these things but like i know for me personally there are things i wanted to accomplish and the things that i believed myself to be or i wanted myself to be and i was like man like i want to be in this space i want to be this person and i started to write like affirmations and i would say them like every morning every night every morning every night every morning every night to the point that it just was um i I felt like i became it I became those things and, you know, I started to b- believe those things. And so like now it's to the point that I don't have to read them and that I just like automatically just do what I said I was going to do. And so like, you know, maybe if you write yourself like affirmations down like daily or just like read them daily. I think it's I think it's like believing bigger. Mm, yeah. Because it's like like everybody was like, like I came in here and I was like so nervous. I'm like, ah, I'm <laughs> Like, ah, and people will be shocked because they were like, you seem really like a confident person. For sure. And it is confident to a, to a level. Mm-hmm. It's like for the next leg of the journey, like for the next level, like it's almost like going back and rewriting those affirmations. Because yeah. there are certain things that I tell myself about myself, but it's like, it's time for you to like boss those up another level. It's like it's time for the bossologist to go in there and like, bossologist. Boss, to go in there and like boss it up a little bit because it's kind of like, there is a, the way I needed to affirm myself when I was 18 is different from 25 and it's also different from 30 at 30. You know what I mean? It's like to be black in America, 29 years old, I have three kids. You know what I mean? I've been married almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, there are different, like, I mean, it's so many things that you think like, I don't deserve this. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants me here. You know, it's like, so there's a, different effort like like the main thing is like i definitely need an affirmation it's like it's a different affirmation like that is going to be the fuel for the next season like there is something else that i because i where i aspire to 18 i'm here yeah you know what i mean like i hit the i hit the the bar you know what i mean like i'm like wow yeah 
18-year-old me would be very impressed with me. Like, she, like you did a good job, girl. Like, you took care of yourself. Like, I love what you did with the place. Um, but 40-year-old me would be disappointed if I stay where 30-year-old me is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, what is the fuel for the next leg of the journey? What is the affirmation? What is the word that you speak over yourself to get you to the next place? Because I had a lot of goals yeah. the last 10 years. Like, getting pregnant in college, I'm like, oh, yes, I want to graduate college. I want to do this. I want to be successful. I'm going to still have a great career. I'm going to have this big thing about, like, I want it all. I have the audacity to want it all. Um, I'm going to have a great family and a great work life. Um, I'm audacious in that way. So that was the the affirmation for that season. For sure. So now I have it. You know what I mean? Like, I have great marriage, great family, great kids. I'm successful. Um, But, like, okay, Kuita, next level. Yeah. You ready? You know what I mean? So. I've personally never dated a creative. What is it like marrying one? So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, being and Deb have a big thing about two creatives being married. It's very interesting. Yeah, um, it is. Um, it is. It is amazing in the sense of you have another person that understands the weight of creativity, the weight of needing to get something outside of you and to like birth things, like creatives have wombs even you know like we we things are birthed inside of us yeah so you have somebody who understands that weight of like i need to get a way to get this out of me to birth it out so like that's a dope thing to have somebody else who understands that or like understand the call like i can't watch tv because i have this in me that has to get out of me so that has been a blessing like for us to like both be able to understand that tandem with each other but creatives also have a different way of i can't watch tv because i have to get this out for sure and two people like that that can be a rough mix like like so you know it's like there's great things about it yes somebody who understands the walk that you have mm-hmm. but then you, sometimes you don't have the polarness of having a non-creative to say you gotta step away from this. Sure. Like yeah. you gotta take a break. You gotta breathe this out. So like you can't you can't die on this mountain. <laughs> yeah. You gotta come down <laughs> off of it. Facts. Okay, so what do you what do you what are you going to affirm for yourself within like the next several years? Knox, we just came without getting an affirmation. Like why I gotta come with that come on now. Okay. Because um, I I want you to use this as a catalyst for things that you may not believe right now, yeah. but that you want for yourself. And so maybe within like the next five to 10 years, you can look back at this and be like, yo, like I I did this because, you know, I just turned 30 and I recorded something when I was 20. And the things that I said in the video, I wanted to do, I'm in the process of doing, but also some of the things I've done. And so it's great to be able to have, you know, this content, this video to be able to come back at and be like, yo, like I did that. Yeah. Um, wow. And, 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 you know, don't, don't limit yourself. Like just say, like I would say that your work is worthy of being a household name brand. Um, you, your work, people will pay to hear your words, um, that there are groups of people waiting for the permission to say, 
Quita did it, so I'll do it. Um, you have a special weight about you, and you will be okay and comfortable enough to say, yes, I am special. Yes, I am good enough. Yes, I belong here. Yes, I deserve this space. Um, and I'm not cheap. You know, like, I'm rich. Like, that's it. That's fire. That's fire. So typically I like to end off the video um, or the, the, the radio show with you leaving a word for people to take away with. Um, it could be anything, whatever comes to your mind, whatever you think the people need to hear to take away with, what would it be? I think the biggest thing is, it is, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I've, I feel so full right now, even on myself, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's very interesting, but it, you, you belong in the room. And the thing is, and there is a room not only that you belong in, but that you have, there is a room that you will create um, that other people belong in. So it, I, I give you permission to be audacious in that way. Um, whatever you've been thinking about or sitting with or sitting with, you get to accomplish your dreams. You have the permission to have everything you've ever wanted. Um, and if everything you ever wanted is not enough, you get the permission to have even more. That's, That's a, all. Those are facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Those are facts. Well, I want to thank you for taking some time, spending some time with, with me today. Um, and everyone who viewed this, um, thank you so much. No, for I real. It. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, my name is Antonio Knox. That's Quita. And this was the Gradient Radio.